wild hats. Looks good though. The NHL has the worst hats of Absolutely. any fucking league, and I don't know why. I think Absolutely. it's because they. I think it's because they only do like Adidas and Forty Seven right now, which both yep. suck. Like you gotta get some new era in there. You gotta like open it up. I have some Forty Seven hats that are all like Carhartt branded, and those are kind of dope. But like overall. It pisses me off because, like, I just want a big logo, name on the back, or, like, an NHL logo, and that's it. It's not that hard to make a good hat. Not hard at all. But the NHL is fucking terrible at it. And, like, 47, like, I know I, like, like before I had long hair, I still yeah. – I now that I have long hair, it's, like, trucker hat. But before that, it's, like, I know I like a 3930. That, that's my hat. 3930, uh, small medium. Got a small mm-hmm. fucking head. Uh, <laughs> but like 47, they have like what MVP franchise. Like, I don't know how that shit fits. Like, I don't want to go somewhere and try it on. Just have like a uniform hat, bro. Yeah, no, I only get uh snapback hats. It's just adjustable and I don't have to fuck Safe. around. Yeah. So I like 47s. They're not bad. I'm on this little program where they send you like a mystery hat every month for like eight bucks. So, and then you get like 60 of them and you just give them away. <laughs> no, I'm, I actually have a whole bunch of hats. I love hats. So, definitely a hat guy. So, you're guaranteed. Welcome to Money Back Guarantee, the number one Minnesota sports disappointment podcast. Yeah. Angel and I have just literally less than 10 minutes ago watched the Minnesota Wild blow a game seven where we were both heavily financially invested in the outcome. Absolutely. My name is Jay. I am your co-host and my other co-host, Angel. How are you feeling, Angel? Uh, broke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> broke. I mean, I uh, I bet heavy on the wild. I thought um, they played a lot of games very well in Vegas. So I thought that going in their game seven, they would play well. And they could not have played completely opposite than well. <laughs> Bucks on net. You need to get pucks on net. In game seven, you can't get outshot. Against a goalie like Marc-Andre Fleury, against Flower, you have got to outshoot the other team. You got to get pucks on net. You got to get rebounds. You're not going to get snipe goals. And they did a good job of getting a breakaway in the first period. But, man, the Wild just suck in the second period. I knew we couldn't go down two. I knew to win, we were going to have to play with a lead at some point. Dumb, fucking obvious. Yeah, I get it. But just didn't pull it off. Yeah. Future's they, uh, bright. Future's bright. That's all I can say. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they gave us a great series all the way to game seven. Um, like everyone said, most dangerous team to play. And they showed it. Um, the They have a big, big challenge because I know that Vegas is hurting, man. I know that uh, this series, I know it took a lot out of them. And now they have to go against Colorado. So um, 
it's going to be very interesting to see how far the Knights go here. I mean, they show that they're, they're battle-tested. Uh, back your, to the drawing board. Your, for boy, the wild. your boy is going to be begging his wife for an allowance and putting a large <laughs> cash bet on Colorado to win the next series. I definitely think the Wild took a lot out of them. Uh and, you know, I think, yeah, I, I agree. I think the future is bright for the Wild. I think Matt Boldy uh, didn't play a single game in the playoffs. He's a potential top six winger. I think you've got Marco Rossi, who's going to come in and be potentially a little bit of a project, potentially a little bit of a learning curve. You just got to look at the Wild and realize Mark, or, uh, Eric Sinek got injured, was banged up in the series. Kirill Kaprizov played at least three games with a banged up foot. You look at Ryan Suter getting taken out and still playing big big minutes. I mean, Victor Rask as a second line center is not <laughs> something that should happen on a team that's going to get out of the first round of the playoffs. It's honestly not something that should happen to a team that makes the playoffs. The Wild need a center very badly. The Wild need a center like the Vikings need a quarterback. Uh, and <laughs> what you've got, I mean, Mark, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Eric Sinek might be the most improved center, most improved player in the team. He might be the most improved, one of the most improved centers in the league, but yeah. they need, they need to get deeper. And I think they've got a lot of really interesting prospects, promising prospects, they just need to get it. And if they can, it'll be very, they're going to be a team to watch in the offseason because if they can maneuver a trade for like a Barkov out of Florida or like, a, you know, a uh, Jack Eichel out of Buffalo, yeah. which honestly, though, the most interesting thing about that trade is just what it's going to take to get Jack Eichel out of Buffalo because he is still riding that wave of like could be one of the best players in the league really has not proven much of anything. Is it him or is it Buffalo? Is he a guy? Is he a Ryan Tannehill who's just on the wrong team? Look neat and needs just a change of scenery or is he a true bust? Is he just a guy who's just never going to carry a team? You know, is he a Baker Mayfield who just needs more talent around him and the Wild can definitely provide that. If you put together a Fiala, Kaprizov, Eichel first line, that's one of the best offensive lines in hockey right off the bat. That's a lineup that you can take into Colorado and go against a McKinnon and a Landeskog and a Rantanen and compete. So it'll be very interesting to see how aggressive the Wild are. Bill Guerin, their GM, has done a really good job of like putting together a team that can compete and yeah I guess we just wait and unfortunately for the wild maybe fortunately we'll see there's an expansion draft the Seattle Kraken are coming and they're going to take your favorite player uh it's going to be kind of a mad scramble and the wild were absolutely bent over in the last expansion draft there were two players on this Vegas Golden Knights team who the Wild held their original rights and they're playing on top two lines. So Mm -hmm. it'll be very interesting to see how that goes. I I honestly didn't pay a lot of attention the last expansion draft, but the the way the expansion draft goes is you want to pay the NHL that much money, they're going to give you a team that can compete right off the bat. And that's their prerogative. But the Wild really do have something special and, you know, as far as my futures bets go, go Colorado. Plus 900. Right. Not bad. Definitely going to take uh, Winnipeg Jets. I'm going to definitely take them for my futures bet. I think they uh, can they surprise can, out of the north. You'll still get some really good value out of them, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, we can talk about what team offered a first for Julio. Did that list come out? No. 
Oh, okay. I thought that list came out. I was like, what? I did not see that shit. No, I, I would imagine, like, I would literally not be surprised if it was nobody. <laughs> if that was just like, no, them. they said, oh, you think Atlanta's just the blown yeah, smoke? I think, I, think, I think it's a fucking bluff, dude. <laughs> Would you uh, offer? Would you offer a first for thirty-two-year-old Julio Jones right now? If I think my draft pick is twenty-two and higher, yes. Okay. But then again, there's so many receiver talent out there, man. I don't know about all that. But again, like we're looking at free agency. Like, if Julio Jones right now was a free agent, would you pay him thirty? What he's making? What twenty-eight million a year? He's not making no $28 million a year. I think the highest paid receiver is like 18, 19. That's uh, Hopkins. Receivers are making $20 million a year nowadays. Jesus. Julio Jones He's not is making the second highest paid receiver in football. How much is that? Uh, $22 million a year. $22 million a year? Jesus. Yes. Who's the highest D- paid? Hopkins? Hopkins. Hopkins is making 27.25. Uh, in total value, yeah, his he signed a sixty-six million dollar contract at thirty-two years old. He is the oldest receiver in the top fifteen. So he has so, to, yeah. It goes. De- here's the thing: DeAndre, Julio, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Michael Thomas, Tyree Kill, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, who just signed his contract this year, is making eighteen million a year. He is a number one wide receiver. I think he's a top five wide receiver in the NFL. That's just me. But, I I mean, I I think he's top five. I would definitely argue that he's a top ten. OBJ is only making $18 million and Julio's making $4 million more a year. He's not a UFA until 2024, so we've got three years left on that contract. Are you offering a first-round pick? Like, Jarvis Landry is making $15.1 million. I would rather have Jarvis Landry. Chris Godwin signed a franchise take to make $15.983 million. That's crazy. That's like, a lot of money. No, I think he'd have to restructure wherever he goes if he wants to win. Like, legitimately, Julio Jones has, like, every – it seems like every two years, he's the guy who, like, resigns to be the highest-paid highest wide receiver. And Atlanta does it because they, they you know, they want to be that team. Like, good for them. But at the same time, like, that's not how you win football games. Are you going to pay a first-round pick to take on a receiver that is getting $22 million a year? Absolutely uh, not. I wouldn't. I don't care if my – like, if it's in the – like, if I can guarantee myself the 32 overall pick, I'm not doing that. Um. Yeah, man. I think he definitely gonna have to restructure that contract, which I think he will. I mean, but he has to he restructure with Atlanta. Atlanta before a trade. Yeah, I'm sure so, all that will get figured out if he wants to really leave. He says he's out. He wants to be out. Then he needs to restructure. Yeah, get at I'm, least maybe fourteen, fifteen million. See how it goes there. I don't know, man. I don't know if Julio's that kind of guy. Yeah, that's the other yeah. thing. Like, he might be that – like like I said, he's restructured early twice now to get more money. Not restructured, but, like, redone his contract twice. So, like, I don't – he doesn't strike me – he strikes me as, like, a Jalen Ramsey type, a guy mm-hmm. who's not going to give back money very easily. Yeah. So, I mean, then he's he better play in Atlanta. Cause... Yeah, he's... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they, like, they paid you, so you better stay in Atlanta. Or you better trade him to somebody who's going to pay him that $66 million. Who is for that? For three years. That's my that? question. Angel, I ask, I ask you. Like, it's not going to be – here's the thing. The team that's going to pay him – $66 million over three years at 32. So his contract, when his contract is over, he will be turning 36 years old. He will be, I'd like, what, I can think of maybe five receivers who have played longer than that. And one of them is Jerry Rice. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. Yeah. 
I don't think that team is going to have a first-round pick in the last 10 picks. No. No, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. Like I said, he's going to have to restructure if he wants to go to a championship team and win. And if he doesn't, then he better stay in Atlanta because that's your only hope right there (laughs) to get your money. He is not mentioned at all. I'm willing to give back money to move. I mean, so that, I mean, that's my sure. question. Can you think of any team right now that would trade a first round pick for a $22 million a year wide receiver? No, but I know a couple of teams that will do it if he restructures, which I'm sure he will to get out of Atlanta. I know he doesn't talk about it, but you don't see Julio really tweet or anything like that. The first time you ever seen him do anything like that was on that show. So. All that will be under wraps. He'll have to restructure for 12, 10. He's already made a whole bunch of money in his career, always restructuring for more. So he's going to have to go down. And at that point, then there's a couple of teams that I'm sure will take a chance at that. 49ers will take a chance at that. Um, There's a lot of teams asking for him. I mean, if Arizona's, if Cliff Kingsbury is, I need to win right now. I would trade my first round pick and solidify my job for the next three years. I mean, at that, but at that point, you, at that point, at that point, you really do have to pay attention to the teams that Julio says he wants to play for. Cause I don't think Julio is going to restructure for just anybody, but he might restructure to play New England. Let's see. What, what were his top two New England and who else? And Titans, but the Titans have already been said that they're a long shot. Man, Bill gonna get on that phone. I mean, here's the thing: Bill, Bill does not fuck around with money. They definitely have a first round pick, and Bill does not mind losing a first round pick. (laughs) This is the first year they used their first round pick in like six years. Yeah. It's Tom Brady. Interesting, man. Tom Brady break this man. I mean, no, because he needs to find a he needs to find a different way to win ball games, and that's on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, and that on- is putting a lot of weapons around the quarterbacks that need those type of guys. We've seen. I mean, we're gonna have to go a little Patriots here for I give it five minutes, but <laughs> we've seen the news coming out that Mac Jones is not a layup. That Mac Jones is showing that he's. He is running the offense at a high level already around the guys. He's digging into the playbook, and apparently he's got swagger. Exactly. So they're excited for Mac Jones' future in the Patriot organization. So why not bring in a top 10 receiver in the league when healthy? Angel, where did Julio Jones go to college? Where did he go to college Bama, baby. Maybe, maybe we'll Nick see. Saban makes a call. Belichick's best friend. We'll we'll see how that goes, man. Because I really feel like he will be better fit in like 49ers. Um, it really depends who makes the call, man. I don't think Belichick's a guy that's going to give up picks like that, especially a first round pick. And Falcons said that. They have got calls, and they have the offers for a first-round pick. I mean, could they be bluffing? Do the 49ers have a first-round pick in the near future? I thought they got rid of, like, all their firsts. Oh, yeah. That's the Rams. The Rams have got rid of, like, all their firsts. I can't see – The Rams, so did the 49ers to get to the three. I cannot see Bill Belichick paying Julio Jones more than $12 million – or $14 million a year. We're, we're saying that he's going to restructure because I'm sure that for him to leave Atlanta, there's no team that's going to not – that's going to take on that contract. So 22? No one's going to pay that. He's going to restructure for sure, 100%. There's no doubt in my mind. There's no team that's going to take on that contract. How many teams can take that? Like, people keep saying the Chiefs, like, as is. I don't know that the Chiefs can't – here's the team Chiefs that can have, take – here are the teams that can take on $22 million. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Jets, the Cincinnati Bengals, and that's it. 
Imagine. Imagine. Cincinnati like, makes the move. The Patriots have 16.14 million. Uh, and again, like this, I'm by no means like a cap expert. So I don't know like what they can do to free up space. I'm just looking at just straight up cap space right now. The Chiefs have $7.8 million in cap space. Who else? The Ravens, $9.776 million in cap space. Washington, who I actually think would be a great fit for him, 17, 49ers, 17, Broncos, who would also like the Chargers are rumored. The Chargers are at 19.8. Like, I don't know. Like the Browns are at 20. That's why we've mentioned on our last podcast, OBJ for Julio. Would you do it? Um, if the Browns got rid of Julio's contract, they could, or uh, OBJ's contract, they could actually take him on. But Jaguars, Jets, Bengals, top three picks in the draft. Is that who Julio will want to go to? Um, I think your best, I mean, let's talk about Indianapolis Colts here. Indianapolis Colts has 14 million free. I think that's the best spot for him. Carson Wentz is there. They need a receiver to match up with Pittman and their tight end group that they have there, Moali Cox. So, I think the Colts is the best spot for him, too, to restructure to say, let's just say he wants 10. Let's just say he restructures to 10 million, which is is respectable after he's had all this money. Now you opened up to the Ravens can find a way up there, the Cardinals, Panthers, Patriots, Washington, like you named the teams. Honestly, here's what fucks Julio. You know what fucks Julio? The unrelated injuries. No, (laughs) here's the thing he is like the least marketable wide receiver I can think of. Yeah, I would guarantee you, like, he's the second highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. He's of wide receivers. He probably has like the 30th most Twitter followers and Instagram followers. (laughs) He's just not a market, man. He's just like a boring ass dude. I'm sure he's got some local shit in Atlanta, but he's not making money anywhere. I don't think Julio could live off endorsements. He needs that contract. Yeah. I mean, they wear helmets, so all those guys are kind of hard to be marketable or whatnot. You, have you to like be... him in Indy, though, huh? I like him in Indy. I think he fits well there. I think him being in that division, he can have a fresh start. Carson Wentz is a quarterback that has a strong arm that can get him the ball. They can make things work out over there. They definitely can. Okay. Yeah, I don't – I mean, again, I don't hate that. I do not believe in Carson Wentz for what that's <laughs> worth. I, I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. I've said that from the beginning. I, I didn't like him at NDSU. I didn't think he was worth the number two overall pick. I think he was made to look very good in Philadelphia when he was pretty average. Uh at the same time, if you want Carson Wentz to be successful, Julio Jones, I mean, what's that that YouTube video? Unlike Aguilar, like if Aguilar caught every single ball that Carson Wentz threw to him, Carson Wentz might actually be a pro bowler. <laughs> in that again, in that system, which he's running in that system again. Julio Jones is a bigger, faster, better route running, better hands version of Nelson Aguilar. So I definitely agree. That's a great pickup if you can get it. I just, man, does does Julio Jones want to live in Indianapolis? And does he want to play in the AFC for a quarterback who just got traded for basically nothing? I mean – You want out, your options are going to be very slim to get a lot of money. If I mean, not, making- you slip down to $6 million, $5 million, $4 million, and you can play for anybody you want. I it mean, really here's the thing. How much money is, you want to cut down. He is the second highest paid wide receiver in the NFL, and he's making $22 million. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter what the fuck he wants. <laughs> if I'm Atlanta, I have no problem saying, hey, Julio, Go out here and run a slant for me. (laughs) Go run a slant or we have no problem not paying you. 
Oh my goodness. He's going to have to restructure. And to play for a very uh, winnable team, you're going to have to do a lot of cuts. I mean, I can see Julio cutting down to $5 million and playing for the Chiefs. You don't see that? Uh, <laughs> to win and win now, it's a little low. The Chiefs are going to have to lose a big piece to make space for him. Oh, no. Like I, said, I don't see. Like I don't. I do not. Project. I do not see him going to under $14 million. Yeah. I see. I mean, if he really wants out, it really depends. You know, if he really wants out, he really has to really look himself in the mirror and go, eh. I mean, he was on the other the other end of that 28-3 to three comeback. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta think he's gonna want to go to Belichick, and I, I, Belichick is on full on fuck Tom Brady mode right now. So, I mean, but if you I know go we there... talked about. I know we talked about odds, but I I would love. Man, the Patriots would be so stacked at wide receiver if they picked him up. Like that would be that would be a super fantastic <laughs> skill set. It's like 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 not even kidding. Like Kendrick Bourne, you've got. Let me get their depth chart because I actually we're don't definitely know. Definitely past. We're definitely past our five minute Patriots talk. <laughs> Hey, man, I was like, come cumulative, cumulative Patriots talk. We're talking cumulative. Patriots (laughs) have an easy schedule. Aguilar, Nikhil Harry, you've got Kendrick Bourne, you've got Gunnar Olszewski, you've got Jacoby Myers. Like, that's like a really good three and a pretty good two. You add Julio Jones, he's immediately wide receiver one. You have Mm -hmm. Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, and you have – Julio Jones, you've got Jacoby Myers in the slot. You've got Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry at tight end. You've got Damian Harris and Sony Michelle and James White. I like that might be the most, I don't know if they I would say underrated, but I think they would be underrated. And I think that because none of those guys are stars except for Julio Jones. But that would be just such a classic Patriots team that is gonna win the division. And challenge for a Super Bowl. You're not like, winning the division, bro. What? Buffalo Bills. Buffalo. What? Bills. Buffalo. No. Bills. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're You're better crazy. defensively. They're better offensively. I think. What? The, You're better okay. offensively. Okay. Buffalo what? Can, what? Josh what can, Allen, cannon arm, and then Diggs, one of the best receivers in the league right now. Talk to me in the and playoffs. Then we're Tell me how many catches Stefan Diggs had in the playoffs last year. That's all because Josh Allen struggled. That's all that was. All yeah, because Josh mm-hmm. Allen struggled. Patriots almost won games with Cam Newton looking like he had a fucking limp noodle for an arm. And that's another reason why Julio Jones might not go there. Who knows who's your quarterback? And if Cam Newton has a shitty year and he has to depend on a rookie that might not have it. Julio Jones just took less money to fucking lose. Where did Julio Jones go to college? Nick Saban's going to call him and be like, hey, yo, this Mac Jones kid, I know he's got the body of a fucking Chia pet, but guy can fucking sling it. All right, and we're moving to NBA. (laughs) (laughs) Quick transition. Little, we're we're me. Jay is a little bit lit after the wild loss. He's drowning. Yeah, we're recording. Sorrows. We're recording the latest podcast ever. It is late. <laughs> so um, just just so you know, this is another fun Friday show where we're a little bit lit. But Jason Tatum just dropped fifty. Fourth time this season, Jason Tatum puts up extraordinary numbers against 
uh, heavy team. And this team, this tonight is the Brooklyn Nets. And twice, no answers. Twice we're in the playoffs. No answer. They had no answer for the boy today. The only problem is Tatum going for 50 every night is not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, it's it, the Boston Celtics are the Golden State Warriors with less flash. To win, they need their star to put up fifty points. Yeah. Um, another issue is Kyrie Irving did not have a good night. Um, he uh, first first night back into Boston in the playoffs after saying his comments. Um, he didn't have a good night. The uh, other two stars, uh, 41 points for Durant, 29 points for – 39 points for Harden. They showed out. They put up points. Um, but the Celtics came out strong, and Tatum came out strong as hell. But do you see him doing it three more times? I mean, he put up, he put up 30 shots. Yeah. 16 for 30, got to the line, shot 15. I mean, that is tough to replicate. But this game is the absolute blueprint for what they need to do to win a game against a team like the Brooklyn Nets. And, again, I give them less than 0% chance of beating the Brooklyn Nets in a seven-game series. But Tristan Thompson put up 19. Marcus Smart, down. Marcus Smart put up twenty three. Uh, that that I mean that's that's what you need. And Kemba Walker had a shit game, zero for seven from three, three for fourteen from the field, only six points. Six ab- points, absolute liability. Thirty four minutes, Jesus. But I mean, Jason Tatum carried them all and, that, and that's what you need you just need jason tatum he's your best player by far he is Absolutely. if jason tatum jason tatum has the ability to be a top three player in the nba yeah absolutely he has the, the body he has the height for it he has the builds for it he just needs to be surrounded around better shooters and a big man that could take some load off of rebounding he has to get down there too like Get him running and get him in space, and Tatum can really put in work. I mean, he also – he plays like Kobe. He's going to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. If he's slumping, Absolutely. he's going to shoot the ball. If he's hot, he's going to shoot the ball. He's going to shoot the ball. He's going to shoot the ball 30 times a night. He also, <laughs> But the difference is, like, tonight he got to the free throw line. He needs to drive. He needs to mix it up. He needs to change his game up mm-hmm. to make it work. And then if you look at their bench players, their bench was plus 15 – plus one, plus eight, plus three, plus 21. Not a lot of points, but when they were on the field, they made it, when they were on the court, they made a heavy defensive presence, which is what you need to do against a team like the Brooklyn Nets, where literally everybody can drop 40 on you. Any given night. Yeah, two guys do it tonight. It's crazy. Yep. Had two guys do it tonight, and it didn't work. So whatever you're doing right now, keep it doing uh man so i caught the beginning of the mavericks clippers game and luca looks absolutely unstoppable he goes five for five to start the game they go on a 14-0 run to start the game but was not enough we cannot whoa, whoa 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 excuse me we have to put some respect on Mr. George's name tonight. I will 30 points. I'd rather points die, tonight. Angel. <laughs> 29 points tonight, seven rebounds, four assists, and 41 minutes. He played a solid game for a superstar. Angel. Uh, this is the numbers he needs to put up for this Clippers team to win. And he's not doing that. Luca and this Dallas Mavericks team will take them out. Angel, I need you to tell me, do you believe in playoff P? Yeah, I ain't met playoff P yet. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. 
I absolutely am a true believer in pandemic P. <laughs> um, I am, this is a flash in the pan for him, unfortunately. I mean, Kawhi did have to get 36 points and eight rebounds after not taking a single shot until two minutes left in the first quarter. He just didn't want to shoot. He wanted to fill out the game, I guess. But another amazing performance from Luka. 44 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. He is playing absolute insane basketball right now. Just he, not enough tonight. He he puts up 44 like it's nothing. In a hurry. I mean, he's got like Steph's got a little bit of this where it just looks easy. And like he doesn't even seem to care that they lost. He's just unbothered, like, oh, okay, I'll put up 44 tomorrow. Whatever. Yeah. Kristoff had nine points. That didn't help out his situation much. Um, Tim Hardaway, he had a great first quarter. He put up three three-pointers in the first quarter. He only ended up with 12 points to end the game, so that means he only hit one more three after that. He put up 40 minutes. Um, like I said, man, this team needs more shooters around him. Um, kind of crazy that they have um, JJ Reddick just not playing. It's not, not it. So, um, I wonder if that's a JJ thing. Because he was kind of pissed he went to the Mavs. Yeah, I think he actually said that. I think so. Now that I think about it, but yeah, um, the so. The Clippers really need to wake up. This is their game that they woke up and seen how good this kid is. They need to actually slow him down. I mean, they took the approach of slowing everyone else down and just letting Luka have his day. If that's how they're going to play this game, I guess that's a smart decision since you have no answer for him. But... I think you need to battle through – Kawhi needs to battle through screens and just stay on Luka, and they just haven't done that yet. So, I mean, Kawhi needs a score. He needs a score, and he needs to get to the free throw line. 17 free throws tonight. Paul George, 18 free throws. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's, that's the key to them being successful. Kawhi playing long minutes, getting to the free throw line. And making free throws. Yeah. Um, It's going to be interesting to see. I think this series does turn to even. I think the Clippers win the next game. And the game gets interesting. The series gets interesting. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Luka's too hot, man. I think I think this is a speed bump. I think Dallas wins this four one. Oh man, Dallas in five. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna steal one tomorrow, and I think they're gonna win one at home. Bring on oh. the next team. I, like the fact that the Clippers lost intentionally, rested their players to play the Mavericks. I think that pisses Luca off. I would not be surprised if Luca goes for like fifty five. Next game. Jeez, that's crazy. I just, dude, <laughs> they were trying to fight Luca and he was just laughing. Yeah, staying in the zone. Dude, the man is fucking like, he's, yeah, you said it. He is in the zone. He's been in the zone for three games and he literally just needs the rest of his team to be slightly above average and they will destroy the Clippers. Well, that's the problem. He has to depend on the rest of his team. And when you go up 20 to 6 and you go on the bench and you go back in the game and you're down four, that's a major issue. So that's why I say the Clippers will take over. They'll find a way to slow down Luka and they'll take over when Luka's not on the court. Do you have more faith in Pandemic P playing two good games in a row or Porzingis playing two bad games in a row? Um, Paul George. I think Paul George, uh, he won't put up this 30 that he is, but I think he's going to 
do more than he I think I don't even, no, I don't even believe in either of them, honestly. <laughs> I don't. I'm not even gonna talk. I'm no, I wouldn't put a money on either of them because Porzingis has these great games and then he disappears for weeks. Tradable, like, hey, get this guy off my team. And if he does that starting tonight, then absolutely the Clippers will win this shit in six. I mean, and it's, it's a very real possibility. Let's go down to the A, where there's drama in the A. A, Trey Young is home, balding. Trey Young is home, baby. He's I balding. I see you in the A, and he let him know. Trey Young puts up 21 points tonight, 14 assists. He balled out today. He didn't put up the points like he usually does, but – he passed the ball and everyone. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players in double digits in scoring. And they beat the Knicks 105 to 94. What an amazing game for Derrick Rose. The boy put up 30 points tonight. Just not enough to win. Julius Randle struggles a little bit. 14 points with 11 rebounds. But Atlanta, Trey Young. Welcome to the A. You ain't spitting on me here. <laughs> These fans I, are out of control. I still, yeah, dude, that's like an actual issue. I, by the way, I still think the yeah, Knicks. Let's, we'll, I still yeah, think the we'll Knicks win in seven. But uh, I mean, I'll give it to the Hawks. A good game. The Hawks are going to be the team that plays you tough. Um. They're above average defensively, and on the right night, they can give it to you. I think it's going to be back and forth. I think it's obvious. I think it's going to come down to game seven. Uh, I just think the Knicks at home and MSG, I think they're going to pull it out. You've already shown that they're able to come back from a deficit. They obviously can't do it every night, but, you know, mm-hmm. they outscored the Knicks in the – or they outscored the Hawks in the second half. They just need to – Put it all together the whole game. Can't play from behind. I think they need to keep it tight. And, you know, I, I have faith in, like, the experience of the Knicks. I think the Knicks are, like, a guy like Derrick Rose is absolutely who I want leading a team that's this young. I think Julius Randle – I mean, nobody on the Knicks has any playoff experience. You could say kind of the same thing about the, the Hawks, but I think – a guy like Tom Thibodeau and a guy like Derrick Rose are going to put it together quicker than the Hawks do. But I still have the Knicks in seven, but great game by the Hawks. And yeah, man, uh, what the hell is going on with the NBA? Um, Apparently you buy a ticket, you lose your fucking mind. So fans are back and fans are back in the worst way. Um. We, just banning people left and right. Yeah. Um, you come to the stadium and or you come to the arena and you act like a fucking asshole. That's what you get. Um, Russell Westbrook is walking off the court and he on an injury, and a fan decides to throw popcorn on him, and he goes ballistic in the tunnel. I asked you this yesterday. Is Russell Westbrook a bottom five player that you would throw popcorn at? Of the NBA players, people, uh, NBA players, you would like to, you would want to fight on the street. I got to imagine Russell Westbrook is like the last person. Him, Marcus Cousins, a couple other guys. I just wouldn't fuck with. Just like not even. Not even if I'm seven seats, seven levels up from him. Like, that's, no. like fight, that's like fighting Steve Smith, dude. Like, no. <laughs> like, he will fuck you up. And you're just throwing yeah. popcorn on him like it's nothing. In like, like, the malice in the palace never happened. And honestly, if he went up in the stands and started whooping the shit out of somebody, I would sign that petition to not suspend him. What the fuck are you Absolutely. doing? assault man what's wrong with you and then you have uh the incident in the Knicks stadium or msg where a fan is spitting on trey young like the video shows actual spit um 
flying out of dude's mouth on Trey Young. Trey Young doesn't notice. He Almost only hitting 50 cents. And that is another motherfucker to add to the list of you just don't want to fuck with. And you spit over his girl. And 50 would have slapped the shit out of you. 50 would have beat your ass right there. And this is a man who actively challenged Floyd Mayweather to read a Harry Potter book. Yeah. Logan Paul ain't even <laughs> fucking with Floyd Mayweather like that. <laughs> And that brings up the topic of player safety. It's time to move these seats back four rows, or it's time to, unfortunately, like slam ball arena shit. Hockey, man, throw some glass there. Yeah, throw some glass and some padding there. Legitimately, though, let's look. Can I be honest? Yeah. I do not think I like not that I have that kind of money. Maybe like, share, subscribe, money back guarantee, rate, review, five stars. Get a sponsor. I don't know if I would want to sit courtside. That would stress me the fuck out. <laughs> it's just like standing at a park and watching the game, man. Like if I'm in like the second row, foul ball territory at a baseball game, and I see I like I've I've sat there and I see those balls whip. I'm hoping that ball doesn't come towards me. I don't bring a baseball glove. I'm going to barehand that shit. No, I mean, it's going to break my hand and break my face. Like, man, that's like in the end, in the NBA, it's actually crazy how close you are to players. Like you can touch players when they're inbounding a ball. Yeah, absolutely. It's too close. It's crazy. It's insane that we let that keep happening. First off, a ball, foul ball coming at you and you put your hands there, it doesn't hurt. It stings, but it's not a big deal. It's not going to break your hand and don't put your face in the way. Number two. I got thin fingers. <laughs> number two. Yeah, it's absolutely time to move these players back or move the fans back. Um, I think it needs to be only fan family seating front row where that family members deem, you know, just keep it for the family only. Like, sorry, like these seats are reserved for people that we know is going to respect the players out there because they have a family member out there. Like, don't, for instance, John Morant's family is getting racial slurs thrown at them mid-game. Like, that's completely unacceptable. Like, this is basketball. This is a game. You paid three hundred dollars for your ticket, and you're paying thirty dollars for your beer, and you're doing that. It's ridiculous. And honestly, like the honest, the most weird Utah racial slurs I've ever read in my life. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to repeat them, but they're fucking weird. I, man, I, but I agree. Like honestly. All the folding chairs you have courtside need to go away. You have mm-hmm. padded walls. Like, yeah, I don't like. I don't understand why the NBA is holding on to like these fold folding chair courtside seats. Like, I get it; it's revenue. You're gonna pay a premium for those seats, but you go to get a beer and you're practically on the court. Like, that's just too close. It's crazy. Like there are too many people who will do whatever it takes to go viral to have those seats in 2021. People are too stupid. Yeah. It's time to definitely move these guys back and time to protect these players more. The only sport in the world that you're this close. You literally can have a six ten. 300 pound guy, 250 pound guy fly at you trying to chase the ball down and probably crush you. And guess what? Well, yeah, your ticket says flying objects good to come at you. So good luck. And that player can go out for a month or two. It's time to move him back. Absolutely. Yeah. If the MLB is putting up nets down the baselines. I mean, I, I gotta think a flying, a flying Zion Williamson is gonna do more as at least as much damage as a baseball. Dude, it's, a, it's a punch. It's legit. He's coming to 
catch the ball, put it behind him. He's going elbow first into your face, bro. It's crazy. No. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. The money back guarantee picks of the week. You only got two games, two hockey games to pick out of tomorrow. Yeah, man. Fuck, motherfucking wild. <laughs> Bro, are is Miami gonna get swept? Yeah. That was a very disappointing. Yeah, but yeah. Then the like. I know they're injured and losing Oladipo hurt like a lot, but man, like this year versus last year, they they got to do something in the off season because they're gonna like Jimmy Butler's too good to go out in four. Oh, he's going out in four, bro. Milwaukee's not that fucking good. Ah, uh, they're that fucking good. They are that pretty good. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to pick the the next round of the NBA playoffs. Yeah, I it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty fucking interesting, man. Sixers. I hope I really hope it's Sixers Nets in the second round. And then there would be what? It would be Milwaukee and. Uh, the other series. Fucking... Whoever Washington's playing, right? That's Sixers. It's Sixers. Uh, what is that? It's a stupid series, too. Oh, Knicks Hawks. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, if the Knicks would be dope. Knicks and uh, Bucks? That would be pretty awesome. I would like that. Randall Giannis would be a dope matchup. I would love that. That would be a, that would be a really good matchup. Do I start betting on Cisco Moscow in the EuroLeague basketball? Start betting <laughs> Russian team in basketball? <laughs> no. Leave Russian basketball alone. I don't think I don't think that's successful. Hey, 96 days until the KHL starts again. All right. Who you got tomorrow? The beautiful Saturday. It's a beautiful weekend. Well, we have a wonderful, amazing, uh, event going on. We have the Indy 500. The Indy 500. Mm-hmm. Angel, we what are, are you on the show in NASCAR races? I am like 0 for like Eight. 7. But this isn't NASCAR, sir. These are Indy cars. <laughs> um, and I don't know shit about Indy cars, so I'll be dropping that pick live on our Instagram. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! So watch out for that. My three picks for uh, beautiful Saturday. Well, happy Saturday to you. Um, I'm going to pick the Pirates to win the doubleheader against the Rockies. They're going to win both of their games. I'm going to take the Blazers to tie the series up against the Denver Nuggets. And I'm going to take... The Toronto Maple Leafs to shut this series down and finish this up four to two. Love it, love it. Uh, I'm going to stick with hockey as best I can. Try to recover from this ass whipping that the Wild did to my bank account. Uh, I'm going to go Boston to open up the series at home against the Islanders. They are more well-rested. They have a better goalie. They have a better first two lines. 
I'm going to take Boston minus 190 money line. I'm going to take Boston minus one and a half plus 160. I'm going to look for them to make a statement against the Islanders, a team that would love to be scrappy and stick around. I think Boston with Taylor Hall is a better team than Pittsburgh, and I think Tuka Rask is maybe the best goalie left in the playoffs outside of Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, I am also going to take Toronto minus 190. Uh Carey Price is old. I think Carey Price is on his last legs. I'm going to take Toronto to just finish this because if you go to game seven, I don't know if Toronto gets out of this, which would be catastrophic for Toronto. Yes. Like the only thing left standing in Toronto will be Drake's house after they burn it down. Um, (laughs) And then my pick that probably won't hit you should probably hedge it because Jay doesn't win money at basketball. I'm going to take the Phoenix Suns plus 230. Angel, plus 230 for the number two seed in the West to win a road game. Oh my God. Plus 230. What's wrong with this man? That's crazy. We've done all these shows. And this is by far the dumbest bet that you've put in so far. I know it's an NBA bet and sometimes you don't watch shit, but bro, it don't matter if it was plus 230, plus 240, plus 250. Lakers in five. Stop playing with LeBron James. Did you see what he's doing to Crowder? He's out here having fun, joking around, jumping. Lakers in five. Yeah, they did. Tim Scott as the ref. It's going to be different. Can't be kicking nuts like that. On principle, I'm taking the Suns. Devin Book goes for 45. Lakers in five. Lakers will be home by four because the Lakers will win by five. What was what was the last basketball bet? I bet it was awful. It was just. We have to look back at it because I know. <laughs> that was, it was awful. Remember, I picked like I think he lost the, by twenty. Uh, oh, I picked <laughs> the worst bet ever because the odds were fucking insane. And I'm like, you know what? I hate this bet, and I usually lose, so I'm gonna pick against my instincts, and I should have picked my instincts. I would take. I would take. If I were you, I would take the Suns halftime money line and you might be able to win that but other than that Lakers are five <laughs> no doubt about it Lakers and at home too and at home yeah Lakers are five Lakers are five I didn't say it was smart I don't expect anyone to follow me but I'm gonna ride yeah I picked, I picked New Orleans <laughs> the Pelicans, <laughs> after they were already dead, plus 275 like against the Lakers, who were like, yep, trying to get into the playoffs. <laughs> just just light money, money on fire. You, pre- I, you bet that, against the Lakers, and that's what you get. And I, and I bet it in real life, too. That's something like I called on the show. <laughs> I, I do bet these picks in real life. And I was like, you know what? I convinced myself, like, this is so stupid that it might actually work. And I'm going to make the killing. <laughs> I didn't make the killing. Not no. at all. Uh, I'm yeah. also going to look at the odds on Sunday, but I am potentially going to place a bet on. Colorado to beat the Vegas Golden Knights. I think Minnesota beat them up really good. Uh, I think they have somebody to answer to Ryan Reeves, and I think they have a goalie who isn't as good as Cam Talbot, but they have much better shooters. I think that first line is going to dominate in a way that Minnesota's first line could never do because they don't have a true first line center. Uh, So I might place a pretty decent bet on Colorado, depending on what odds I'm given, but obviously those odds are not out yet yeah absolutely we're coming up to an amazing end of may it is bringing us great excitement um but june is the month of champions we'll be crowning the nba champion the 
NHL champion, Preakness, Mayweather, many, many things going on in June. It's going to be a fantastic month. Stay tuned and absolutely listen to Money Back Guaranteed, the number one sports and betting podcast in Minnesota. Check us out on IG. We have merch coming. Put in our picks. I went two for four last time. Had a pretty good night. I feel three for three and four for four in this. So put the bets in. Yeah, you're uh, you're strangely hot. I don't trust it. Uh, but merch is coming. Slide into those Instagram messages <laughs> if you want to buy a hat. Because they look absolutely flames, bro. Yeah, they're absolutely fire. So please check us check us out. And happy Saturday. It is late. I'm going to bed. Wild 2022 Stanley Cup champs. You heard here first. Oh, Marco Rossi's coming. Marco Rossi's oh, coming, baby. That is a J exclusive bet right there. <laughs> Dynamo Moscow. Stanley Cup champions. They're going to sign Alex Ovechkin. NHL oh, champions. Shit. You see this hat? It's just rolled away for next season. Put it in the closet. Put it in the closet. Money back guarantee hats all summer. Yes, sir. It's pod swag summer. That's what we're doing. <laughs> That's what it is. See you next week, fellas.